All right, here we go. Oh, okay. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Guider. My very special guest today is director Martin Benson, his film Dakota. Martin, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, thanks. How are you? Great. Uh, I want to say uh, thanks for the call um, and give special thanks to Andrew Roth for um, putting me out there in contact with you. Um, as everyone knows, I do a lot of horror actor interviews and reviews, but this is something special. It struck me. It struck me very, very, you know, uh, very um, hard because when I was a kid growing up, I had a dog myself, so I can see pet owners can really dig this film. And the idea is sad because it's from your life story, basically, what happened to you. But if you want to, you give the listeners an idea of where this thought, where this um, story came from, uh, the idea of making this film. Well, basically the. The whole, I sort of came up with the idea of having a dog in a film and a guy who talks to his dog a while ago, and that was actually before anything happened to my dog. But I sort of, it was just an idea floating around in my head throughout my time in NYU. And then I guess it was senior year, or no, uh, junior year, I got a call from my dad, and he told me that our dog, Dakota, had gotten bitten by a rattlesnake. My family lives in Colorado, and so there's snakes out there. And, I mean, she was she was old anyway, but it is... And so I guess the, the problem was, was that she couldn't see the snake coming on the floor or something because she didn't have very good vision. But she was always the kind of dog who fought through everything. Right. And... And so it was just this type of thing where you get this call and they said that she'd been bitten by a rattlesnake and she was still alive. She was just fighting through it. But then, so I said, well, what's going to happen? Is she going to be okay? What's going on? And then my dad said, well, they can give her some sort of antidote, but that's going to cost like $5,000. And... Even some crazy amount of money that it was going to cost, and they said that they would be willing to do that, but then the the doctor said that she's probably going to end up dying anyway over the next, like, week or so because she's just too old to handle the venom and all the stuff that's going on. And so I said, so what does that mean? And she said, well, they're going to have to put Dakota to sleep. And I just found that so unfair because... I knew that she was always the kind of dog who fought through all kinds of things. She she had a lump on her stomach at one point that was this huge problem for her, and she fought through that. And she she was just this kind of dog that was always a fighter, and she was also always filled with life all the time. She would, even though she was old, she would still be super excited when I would come home from college to visit my family. And she would always run around with me. I remember she would slide kind of on the floor because she was getting old and we had hardwood floors. So she would run like crazy and then she would kind of fall and go sliding across the floor. And then she would come out <laughs> and even, even with whatever arthritis she probably had and she would still uh, be super excited to see me. And so it was just this, uh, it was just this terrible thing getting this phone call and, 
And then my sister, I asked her to take some pictures of Dakota before they put her to sleep. And I don't know, those, I still have those four pictures on my phone. And well, it's just, it's just terrible. I don't know. That's, um, you know, a, a man's best friend, you know, but about a, a character by the name of Kurt Lawson, right? He worked on a ski patrol team, right? Yeah. And uh, if mm-hmm. you want to go into the detail of the story of the film, you can go ahead and take off, take it off from there. All right. Well, uh, just to because I, I sort of I realized after I finished talking before that I didn't completely answer the other question. Oh. And so we're just going to say that anyway. What happened to my dog? The reason that I ended up deciding to actually do this film that I had the idea floating around my head was because of what happened to my dog. And I decided originally the dog, just I, I didn't know what to name the dog, and it was going to be a golden retriever kind of stereotypical thing. But then after that happened to my dog, I named the, the film Dakota and made it a Siberian Husky. Right. So, um, all right. So, yeah, the story is basically about this guy, Kurt Lawson, and as you said, he worked on the ski patrol team in the past, and that was about three years ago. And he's the kind of guy who would do anything that he can to save people's lives and help people out. And at that point, he was dating this girl, Jenna, and they, everything was going great. Things were, things were sort of working out perfectly for him three years ago. And one night, though, he wound up in this, in this fight at a bar. This guy, Greg, was drunk, and Kurt wanted to go up and sort of try to stop the, the commotion that was going on. And Greg got angry and swung at Kurt, and this huge fight broke out. And Kurt accidentally hit into a, a table and knocked over some candles and they caught fire in the log cabin bar and this huge fire broke out and before Kurt knew what was happening Greg was unconscious and Kurt was on the other end of the bar and there was just flames separating them and they were the only two people left in the bar and Kurt didn't know what to do and he started coughing through all the smoke and he took one last look and just ran out and so Kurt after that happened, he couldn't he couldn't live with himself. He couldn't deal with he couldn't take it that that he let a person die, especially after the type of person that he is saving everybody's lives and all that stuff. So he uh, he sort of stopped talking to people and went into a depression and has been hidden. He he quit his job on ski patrol and just stop talking to Jenna and actually the thing is Jenna the guy who died in the fire was Jenna's brother and so that was another big catalyst for what what had happened and Kurt basically killed Jenna's brother in his mind and so he went and hid and stopped talking to everybody and then after a couple of years he he sort of kind of started coming back into society a little bit. He, he had to get a job at this diner and just to make money because he, he didn't have anything. And so he's working there and one day Jenna comes into the, comes into the diner and 
So suddenly Kurt doesn't know what to do because all of a sudden Jenna's back in his life. And so he's driving home late one night with Jenna on his mind and he ends up seeing this scuffling on the side of the road and looks to see what it is and it's a couple of dogs fighting and so he pulls over to the side of the road and two of them run away and he finds the third one which is a husky and he picks it up and takes it home with him that night and he the he basically starts as he's nursing the dog back to help giving it some food and water He's talking to the dog, saying, what's going on? Are you okay? What's happening? And he looks for the dog's collar and doesn't find one, and then he says, what happened? Where's your collar? What's your name? And then after a moment, he hears, he hears a voice, and it says, my name is Dakota. And at that point, Kurt is just like, what? what's going on? And he, he doesn't understand. He, he basically, his dog is talking to him. Mm-hmm. Throughout the film, he doesn't know whether it's because he's going crazy or anything, but he start the film sort of follows him as he's in a psychiatrist's office talking to this lady about his problem and what happened and him talking to the dog. And so the psychiatrist is trying to help him to not hear the dog talking to him anymore. And so throughout the film, though, Kurt continues talking to Dakota, and Dakota becomes this close friend with Kurt, and the whole film follows the story of Dakota trying to convince Kurt that what happened that night wasn't his fault, it was all an accident, and that he has to tell the truth of what happened to Jenna if he ever wants to be able to get over it and live a happy life again. And so the whole story is just about all of this stuff that's going on in Kurt's life and he talks to this dog that he has and you actually, uh, you're not totally sure throughout the film whether the dog really was talking or whether Kurt was just completely crazy or what's going on, but the film basically follows the, the healing relationship with Kurt and Dakota and uh, he realizes how much his dog really, really cares for him and you know that it's not just like a dog isn't just your friend to be there for you it's that your dog actually no matter what kind of terrible things you may have done in your past or what happened your dog is always going to be there to help you and wants you to be happy and so that's what the story is basically about that's a very interesting story I, you know, I, I really wouldn't mind seeing this myself um, <laughs> down the road just to see, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of dogs that talk, talk, you know, Disney has these, whatever. But yeah. this is something that's a little different, obviously. And you couldn't pick a better actor to play the part, Andrew Roth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's very... When he gets in his work, he's really serious, and he, he has that stare. <laughs> Ask him about his stare. <laughs> I don't know exactly who told you that, but um, now can you can you mention some of the possible cast? You said about the cast is it's. It could, uh, well, what's happening is honestly right now, we just 
we were supposed to shoot this this winter in January, and I had to make the decision about two days ago. I think Friday night I made the decision that if we want this film to be as good as it possibly can be, there's no way that we're going to shoot it this year. We can shoot it. I, I shot I, I shot my first feature, Mozart of Rap, and that was while I was still in school, and I shot it out of pocket budget, and I did that. And I could do the same thing for Dakota if I wanted. I have equipment. I have the people all lined up for the parts and the crew. Everything could go off in January, but I decided that I really, as a dedication to my dog and a dedication and how important this film is to me, I decided that it would be best to move it to next winter when we're going to shoot it. And so we're going to spend our time promoting and getting the investor money. And as of right now, I have the cast lined up. However, the issue is that as we get investors on, we don't know exactly what will happen with the cast. I plan on definitely keeping Andrew Roth, and I mean, I'd love to keep the other actors. I just don't know, again, right. I can't say sure what's going to happen with all of that. We have a number of people who would be in the original film and are definitely still interested, and they're all great, amazing actors. But if an investor comes on and they want a name A-list actor, I mean, that would be amazing for the film, and uh, so we would end up having to go with that. Right. That's That's true. That's how that works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a very creative and interesting story with some true sense behind it. And, uh, like I said before, I can see when this film does get made, hopefully next year, I mean, I, it, it, it'll get made regardless. I, I mean, I know that. But I can see this in here being a film for kids like, like my grand, I have grandchildren, and, um, they're like in, from the age group of seven down to two years old, and any any dog or any animal that comes on TV, their eyes focus right to the TV set right away. So I think this is a good thing for get this thing made. I mean, there is some a little bit of violence, of course, with the fighting in the beginning, but the whole aspect is the dog and him talking, and I think that's going to be very successful. You know, what I mean, that's going to be. A, very successful movie. Very. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken the the composer who we have on the film, a guy named uh, Lloyd Moss. Uh, he he actually was speaking to me about it the other day and thinks that this film would be really good for both the kids because of that that dog, but then at the same time because of the whole psychology of the storyline, it could. It could be for any age group. Basically. Exactly. And well, yeah. What's actually interesting, I mean, it, the, this film does have potential based on the way that it's been received because, I mean, like I said, we, I called off the, the whole promotion and Kickstarter campaign and all on Friday, but I started it, I think it was on Tuesday last week, and... Within those three or four days, I had, I got over 400 people talking about the film, and the top Siberian Husky blog writer contacted me about the film and wanted to, wants to do another interview with me, and 
uh, animal shelters across the country I got into contact with, and they've been putting me into contact with other people, and people are actually talking about this film because they think that the story is so interesting. No, yeah, see? It's a very good idea. I mean, coming from somebody who is a diehard horror fan, but, you know, this has my interest because I like the idea of... I love it. We we had a husky. I love the huskies. That's a nice dog, and again, it's going to be a very interesting movie. It's for all ages. I meant to say earlier, but I'm saying if you want, I mean, it's going to start with the children and go up to the adults. But I think it's going to be a good, wholesome family film, you know. And I think it's you. That's one leg up, okay? Because uh, you know, making a horror film. Um, Investors don't invest too quickly, but when it's a family-oriented film, they tend to bite a little faster. If you know what I mean. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm no expert, but I'm assuming so. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, I mean, like I said, I I did Mozart of Rap as my first feature, and that film was the complete opposite of this film. That film had violence and cursing every two minutes. And it was just crazy. It was about uh, hip hop music and inner city life. And then, then I go to this. It's, people are saying to me, "What are you schizophrenic or something?" You do like but I'm just like, no. I, I honestly, I like to do different stuff. I don't want all of my uh, all of my films to look the same. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, uh, yeah. Of course. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, I wish you all luck. You know, keep me posted. Um, um, I'm going to do my best to help, you know, mm-hmm. keep this thing going. Because, again, right. it has my utmost interest. It's, you're actually my very first interview of a non-horror interview, uh, actor, director, whatever. So this is my first step, only because um, the relationship that I have with actor Andrew Roth, we became really great friends. And I take his advice. You know, he, if he wants me, it was a project that, that, that he's in and and – He's excited about it, you know, and then I just do some research, and then I, you know, then he told you to call me, and I'm glad you did, and that's why I'm doing this, because, again, I'm a grandfather, I have grandkids, so, you know, we have pets, we all had pets growing up, you know, it's part of life, and we all get attached, and I think it's, a, a again, a very incredible story here that I think it's going to be very, very good once it gets made and out to the public. So, Thanks. well, Martin, is, is there anything else that you want to chat about? I mean, do you want? I guess it's, it's not best just to give the Kickstarter site right now, or do you want to just mention it temporarily, or how do you want to do it? Well, I mean, the we're gonna be the plan is we're gonna move the Kickstarter thing over to Indiegogo, and we're gonna continue promoting the film a lot. And anybody who's interested in checking out the website will have all the links posted up there. And the website is DakotaTheMovie.com. And so, yeah, I mean, basically it's just, it's sort of, the, the film is going to be made. And it's up in the air as to what's going to happen with the cast. But we're going to try as hard as we can to get our budget in. I mean, this is going to be my first big film. I'm 22 years old, and I'm trying to make this film really, really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. definitely. I don't blame you. Yeah. You're young, you know, and um, 
you know, like I said, I watched the video on Kickstarter, and it's a very touching video, and it's for a purpose. And when I saw it this morning, I'm thinking, this guy's legit. You know, you, I mean, I can sense the um, the creativity in you and, and, and what it means to you to get this thing made because, again, we talked about it earlier. There is some, uh, um, some of realism in this film for you. Not a talking dog, of course, but, you know, you had a dog named Dakota and so forth. And, and I just knew then that this is something that I really, really wanted to get involved with because of that fact. So... I do want to thank you for coming on today, Martin. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for having me. No problem. And uh, like I said, you know, let me know when you move it. I'll keep uh, posting the links to help it out. And uh, just keep me in touch. And I'm sure Andrew will be contacting me very time soon um, after he sees the interview. But, uh, again, thanks for your time. And uh, it's a great, great idea. And I cannot wait to this thing gets made. Well, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm, I can't wait till it either. So, <laughs> thanks right. a lot, and definitely let me know where this uh, interview is posted. I want to check it out once. So. All right, you got it. Thank All you right. very much. So, you. you take care. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye.